Hey, it's Michael here from the Sea Change Business Podcast, and I am joined today by Kerry Howland from Yamba Art Space. So, hello, good morning, welcome. Hello, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> um, I chat with a range of people around town, and um, you know, this is a, a business about people who run a business in a sea change town. Mm. Um, when you think of Yamba, typically people will think about hospitality businesses, but I know that there's way, way more to that. So Kerry, let's just start by, can you tell me what your business is about? Uh, so I guess to sum it up, like, you know, it actually is, um, I'm an art educator mm -hmm. and I've actually created a space for myself to teach from. Yep. Um, so. Uh, through the business, I'm actually offering, you know, workshops and classes for all ages. That's fantastic. Um, but when I found this space in particular that I'm working out of at the moment, yeah. I also decided to open a gallery. Oh, nice. So I've got the gallery um, in the front yep. and the workshop out the back. Yep. And um, so my many hats, my many hats, um, I do love to curate and I am a practicing artist. Okay. So for me to have an exhibition space, but also yeah. to offer a space to local artists in the Clarence Valley, it's been lovely having the gallery Absolutely. running cool. as well. I think, and, I, think, yeah. I think my bike shop's the same. So I think the workshop is at the back Yes. and I have my gallery at the front, but it's not really, I don't create the bikes, I just put them together. I think you put a lot more love and heart and soul into the stuff that you put together. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, and I, but it's all about story, stories yep. and storytelling. I mean, whatever you sort of put on exhibition, yep. it's part of maybe your passion. Yes. And arts, you know, and creative arts and more cultural local stories are definitely something that I think should be shared more. And I think that's what artists are here to do. And, and so your, your background um, were you um, an educator first? Were you, did you come from fine art? So uh, how did you, how did you <laughs> um, get to where you're at right now? Well, I guess for me, I actually did jump into a fine arts um, diploma yep. and then go on to um, a visual arts degree. And then I actually decided to um, also do a diploma in education. Yes. And I was actually exhibiting first though. I was okay. showing work yep. locally. Um, but then I had my daughter yeah. and, you know, having a child just sort of go, oh, okay. And, and the teaching and, and the educational side of thing just was a practical choice. Yes. But I've actually found that it's been a big part of, of, of you know, it's evolved for me in different ways because I see education as having many faces. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I think I told you a friend of mine's got the art space up at Tweed Heads and does right. lots of educating through there, lots of school groups and lots yeah. of... Fantastic. Um, and it, it's and my engineer head says, um, you know, when when I was doing working as a programmer back a hundred thousand years ago, um, I recognised that you need to think creatively to come up with nice solutions mm -hmm. to engineering problems. Mm. Um, and so, not just following the rules, but thinking outside the rules and letting your brain wander. I think I recognised a long time ago is such an important part yes. and, and there's lots of different ways to do that and so I, I recognise the importance of, of 
what you guys do. It's such an important part of society and it gets overlooked and you know, in schools the funding gets pushed away it's from it. It's definitely undervalued. I mean, I, I was teaching in um, the secondary school system yep. and I actually didn't like the teacher that I was in the secondary school system. Is it because you had to conform to someone else's curriculum or? No, it wasn't so much the curriculum. Or you just wanted to slap the kids around a bit more and you weren't allowed to. The nature of the, the factory of schools, okay. you know, the, the bells and the time frames yep. for creative process. Yep. Um, and sometimes just that idea that after learning, you know, um, and sort of excelling in so many other areas that then there was the energy to sort of, you know, come into the the art class and yep. also put you know your energy into something creative and I, yep. you just it, there was this, this feeling of it not being overly supported as well to tell you the truth uh, that was just my experience but I came out of it and sort of was on maternity leave and I had my younger son and decided not to go back and that I wanted to find other ways to still you know educate yep. And so from that, I started doing art facilitation. Okay. So I, I stopped even calling myself a teacher yep. because I felt that I was still on a learning curve. Mm. I needed to actually learn more about how to help people to tap into creativity. Yep. And just without it being something that was so outcome driven, yes. something that actually was more about say, building confidence, um, taking ownership over something, telling your story, Wow, you mean so, that important life stuff we've forgotten about? <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> that for me personally as an artist is what keeps me, it's been part of my, um, I guess, you know, survival yeah. on a, you know, um, a mental health level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, do, I do get that. Yeah. And, I, um, and, and, you know, I think part of the reason I do these podcasts is because it's that whole process of creating something mm. um, and my head likes it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And where's that going to take you as well? And how are you going to, say, influence others to do the same? Absolutely. Because yeah. there's too many shut doors. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it, I think, so when did Yamba Art Space appear? So I'd been involved with the Alucra Emporium for three years and I met an amazing bunch of people there. Yep. And I really enjoyed my time being there and showing my work and, and everything, but I wanted a workshop space okay. initially. So I actually grew up in Alucra and right. my family is from this area and I knew Yamba, um, have known Yamba for many years, but I, you know, it's that just from a you know, knowing that the population's growing and there's more interest here, I just came looking here, really. Nice. And I'd been looking at what other people were doing, you know, other art spaces, um, other educators working outside of sort of institutions, yeah. out of the box, I guess. I'd done a lot of markets and I was really getting tired of that, you know, up against the weather. I wanted yes. somewhere more permanent, more consistent, drier. <laughs> Markets do get a bit wet, don't Not they? Not that we don't have a great amount of rain at the moment, <laughs> but um, if you know what I mean, like I just felt like in 2017, um, it was time to take a step towards something different yeah. and do something that I'd sort of dreamed about doing for some time. Okay. So find my own space, work yep. from it and make it into a creative business. Okay. And as, because it, it, you know, and I, I, I bang about this quite a bit when, it talk, when I talk to other business groups, mm. the fact that um, creative businesses are actually quite poorly represented mm. in the general business community mm. um, and often get shoved to the back of, of industrial estates, um, 
they're not supported on a referral level by other business owners the same way, say, a, a coffee shop will be. It's yeah. interesting because, um, yeah, I do I, I agree with you on, with that in some respects. Mm. I do also see that there's quite, um, you know, I, the, most of the people that walk in here and walk into yep. the space and find me, I'm just being so amazed about how supportive they are. Yeah. But they're the people finding me, yes. you know. Um, well, we, we, yeah. we, we sort you guys out. Like, mm. I saw you were running an arts class for my kids, for example. Yeah. And, and you know, my kids have, have done some activity here. Mm. Um, so I think that there will mm. always be those that will find stuff that's out there. Yes. And I think it's, though, what I've noticed with that idea of the undervaluing or mm. um, for many years we haven't paid our artists. Art's been yep. seen as something you could... And even today it's still happening where artists are often undercut. Yep. Um, you know, even as a subcontractor, like if I was to set for my experience and for my for my time, and 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 I actually find that a lot of the time, yeah, you're sort of thinking that you have to, or others are sort of putting, you know, um, a monetary value which is often less yep. than what the hours you're putting in. You know, if you want an artist to do something. Um, pay them similar to what you do your plumber, hourly yep. rate, yep. materials, time, energy. You mean they shouldn't just do it for the exposure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, oh, that's a big one, yep. you know, for the exposure. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a skills base. It's a really strong skills base. There's a huge amount of practice involved in it. And, yep. and often I find, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, there's, it, it, it is a culture that's changing a little bit, though, yep. I hope. I think there's more said about it. And I feel like artists are becoming more vocal because... We are actually, there's a lot of artists that don't just work necessarily within institutions anymore, mm -hmm. similar to myself. They yep. are working for themselves yep. and, and structuring that business ethic around what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm. I, th I think it's important that people get paid what they're worth. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, do, it does bug me. Um, and, you know, for, as, as a small business right now, I'm looking at changing my logo. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to have to pay for it. I can't just ask a mate who can draw to help me with a logo. I'm going to have to do it properly because it's the responsible thing to do. You know, it's like, mm. it's like expecting someone to come to my business and just, can you just fix my puncture for free? Yeah. Yeah, with it's... all the tools I'm invested in and all my experience that's behind it. So, so no, I don't do that for free. Yeah, and even if, I mean, if you do have a mate that yeah. draws well and you can sort of, you know, it might be something to get them on their feet to do something yeah. even more creative, which I think, you Absolutely. know. But it's always handy when you've got yeah. <laughs> the mate who's creative who, who would do it for you as well yeah. out of a bit of love. No, but yeah, I'm at that, I think I, I do appreciate the fact that people should get paid what they, for what they do. Mm. Um, Pay your own. Especially if you think that and I, I believe that creative industries are so very important they are very important yeah. um, and I think that that's where we're sort of it, it, you know there's been always whatever government comes in sort of yeah. has a pitch you know and um, this idea of innovation um, but then they never invested in a great deal they actually started cutting yes. more money from the arts but yet they're talking about innovation and I think that's where innovative thinking actually comes from as well, the brainstormers yeah, and, and the arts, arts making something from scratch yeah. thinking about the material you know process like that's important no, and it's it is. um it's a, a lot of skills in one really and i think you know a lot of the the mind um space that artists are in it's actually the same stuff that um entrepreneurs that trendy word mm. are also in now they're mm. also thinking they, they have a thought in their head they're actually creating something 
Mm. Um, and the, the, very similar, the same sort of thought process is there. But you know, if they're not taught to think outside the box and taught to think creatively and think, well, if you had the rules to make yourself, how would you do it? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting. What you were mentioning earlier, though, about that support, too, from other businesses, sometimes I think that's, you know, that conversation about if you've got an idea and it yeah. is a unique idea, sometimes I think it's just how do people approach you? Sometimes yeah. I wonder if people know what I'm even doing here at the art space. And I think it actually takes actually having to come and or communicating more or... Yep because it is kind of broad as well, yep. you know, entrepreneurship or creative ideas abroad and, and how do you sort of just say, oh, well, I'm, I'm doing one or two or three yes. different things when you, you can sometimes be doing and offering quite a multitude of things. Mm. <laughs> so you getting in this actual space. Yeah. Um, what were some of the, the little challenges that you had? Um, I think, well, I had to, you know, um, I didn't, I guess from a more business perspective, I didn't go out and get myself a loan. Yep. I salary sacrificed. Yep. Um, I, you know, did have to draw on my support system. Yeah. Um, I do have family and things like that locally. I had to do a lot of it myself, yeah. but it was also... The reason I actually decided to jump in here too is I did actually already have... I guess clients. I had I had groups of children and right. that were already meeting me at schools. Yes, I was already working at in lunch times at some of the schools teaching arts. Okay, I'd been facilitating in the area. So what triggered in your head mm. where you woke up that morning and thought, I think I'm going to get my own space? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's something that a lot of artists crave. Yeah. I actually have a lot of artists come in here and say, you know, um, they want their own space. But it's it's more that often when you're working um, not in your own space and yep. you have a physical, you know, amount of tools, you know, um, you see the tradies with all their, mm -hmm. you know, I had that, you know, in the back of my car, I yep. had my, um, you know, my tools and my trade in the back of the car and yep. ready to go to the next workshop. But I think also it was just... Uh, I felt in this area in particular that I wanted to do it here. I wanted to do what I loved yep. in my home yep. rather than have to say, get up and go out, you know, to the city or somewhere and, and do it elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen like, I, I, you know, just through listening to artists and sort of listening a lot for probably about three years um, about artists run initiatives mm -hmm. and art spaces that I felt that there was just a lot of value That's very cool. in that. So, what was, yeah. the what was the time frame from when you first had the idea to when you had your opening? Oh, um, wow. Well, finding the right space yeah. was a big thing. And how did you so, know this was the right space? Um, well, it just, the fact that the workshop space and the gallery space were separate. Yeah. I, 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 the rent was reasonable. Yep. Um, when I rang the phone number, I actually knew the landlord and I'd known them for 20 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of went, oh, maybe this is fortuitous. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I just, when you dream about something for some time and then you just take that leap, 
you make the decision, yeah. you make the commitment, and you you know you keep at it. So that's sort of where I'm at. Then, then, you see, this has come out. This has come out from a few chats I had with with, with a few business owners, and, and mm. yeah, and I'm always curious as to that that little part of the brain that goes, I think we're going to do this. Mm. I think we're going to do this. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go do this. Yeah. All right, we're doing it. Yeah. So it's, it's that little thought process that just flips people over the line. Because a lot of people, they'll, they'll talk a lot about things they're going to do, but never actually press the button and never actually take that next step. Mm. So. I had a lot of people also saying to me that they felt that it would be something that, whether I'd also been already talking about it yep. or that it was something that they encouraged me to do it wasn't something like and these were close friends and yeah. family they weren't sort of saying you know this is not a good idea it was always sort of oh there was those moments but <laughs> <laughs> um there was also you know I, you, you you do have to throw it out there and you yeah. have to kind of have those people around you that support you yeah. and um and i love this community here i think it's got a really good feel mm. and i like you know um as I said, it's close to home. Perfect. I was traveling like an hour or, or two yep. for my work and I'm just not doing that anymore. And I'm still in the lower Clarence kind of, you know, offering my services. So that's, that's I, a positive I love, for me. I love not traveling. It's very cool. Oh, I think you're on your bike. So well, I am, I am. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, I, I actually live above my here. shop. So oh, it's even closer. There's no commuting at all. So oh, I actually go. go out, um, as a to break the space up between yeah, the two yeah so it's, no. it's quite nice yeah and it, yeah if you can do that i think that you know it's a it's a really lovely way to live really yeah, it's, it's um, quite cool. so when you so as as a business as a business business mm. what aspects of your business do you think you do quite nicely um what so are you proud of you know uh, as a business operator i'm just proud of the fact that i actually spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm going to teach or facilitate. Yep. So I wrote a program for my kids. I write individual programs yep. for um, individual clients. So I'm proud of that. Nice. Like I put a lot of time into thinking what's really going to suit, yeah. what's going to be fun, yep. what's going to be interesting. And sometimes by week three of a program, I might have to shift. Yep. So I have to improvise. Yeah. So I have to say to myself, this is not going to work with these guys. Yeah. What are you going to do next? So I'll change. I'll nice. change things. You can't do that in the school system, can you? No, not <laughs> as much because sometimes it's like, you know, 15 minutes yeah. into a lesson yeah. and you finally settled a classroom yeah. of kids that are just in complete, you know, yeah. not chaos, but they're just, they're running back and forward and they're glad to see you. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was ever the kids that, stopped me from teaching in the high school system as I said before but it was definitely it's different mm. in the kids that come into my workshops they're more settled and ready yep. for for that for what we're doing yep. you know and I like that because straight away I'm yeah. you know um, they're a lot more receptive I'm guessing to what you're you, you, def but they're, they're, they're I think that they themselves are, are ready to do something yeah, um, exactly. Whereas often they're just coming off what they've just done if they're in a classroom situation, yeah, um, just the and processing that themselves before, and you're trying you're trying to talk to them. Mm, so mm, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's right. And and you as a teacher, it's the same feeling. Yeah, for you as a teacher. So my programs now, I focus on sort of this idea of creative play. Yes. 
which is quite sort of like the concept is not something I'm, I'm trying harder and harder to work away from controlling. Yeah. And that's really good because that's, cool. that's what creative expression is. It's like the concept should actually be from the actual artist, from the person producing yep. the, the art. Yep. Yeah, so. That's really nice. Mm. That's really nice. Mm. So as a business operator, mm. are there some aspects of running the business that you don't enjoy so much? Oh, definitely. Um, I'm not overly, like, I think as a creative practitioner, yep my mind straight away the minute I don't actually have a class in here I'm off you know with the clay or yeah. I'm drawing or yeah. I'm actually back into my own practice so the managerial side of things the yes. administration yeah. side I do like communicating with people when they call and they ask questions and things okay. like that um, but it's actually just that sort of record keeping and the follow-through that I'm slowly getting better at I've actually got uh, a lady a friend who I've actually said can you come in nice. and she's doing like tutorials with me yep. outside of hours yep. for me to get on top of that because for me to go and do a, a short course costs a lot yeah. and I thought well okay how am I going to get around this oh just ask someone I know yep. and so that's that's sort of where I'm needing to build up a lot of skills and that's just another lot of time yeah. management and that's that's you know as a small business <laughs> operator I can yeah. totally relate to that you know mm. it's all about how we best use well, I'm going to use the energy, how we best mm. use our energy. Mm. Because I, I, can have, I can have time in the evenings, but my brain's pretty mushed by then. Yeah, so. no, <laughs> evenings, no thanks, no thanks. So I, I can't do, for example, I really struggle to do um, bookkeeping in the evening. Mm. Whereas I can do it at six in the morning. Um, yeah, so. I do it during, I try and do it all in business hours because yeah. I go home to the kids nice. and the family and you can't, I just, yeah, yeah, it's so much better just to do it within, even if I stay back or I do... Yeah. You know, my Saturday afternoons can sometimes be actually catching up, you know, on everything. Yep. So No, I do understand. Yeah. Do yes. understand. Um, so some of the challenges you had opening your doors, mm. um, what were some of the ones you had with that? Uh, one of the challenges I did have actually that comes to mind is just the advertising side of things. Like yep. I did spend quite a pocket of money in the first year yep. on the wrong type of advertising. Yes. Uh, I would have been better with spending money in which I'm hoping to very soon on actually creating more of a presence from, you know, location wise for yep. where I am. Yep. Um, and I didn't, I spent it on sort of, you know, um, in, in, in a newspaper with ads and things. So I think those sort of, yeah. you know, um, I didn't ask a lot of questions around it either. I yep. just, it was handy that someone walked in my door and I yeah, kind of went, I think oh, we did the same oh, that first year oh, that's great. Also. Oh, yeah. thank you. And, and you do, you know, yep. their service is, is, is great. They're offering something, but I really would have been better off looking at other avenues to yeah. spend that money on. Do you do much on social media? I do, I mm. do. Not like I'm, I'm sort of one of those people who hasn't gone to a course and, yep. and kind of had a heads up on how to do it better. Yes. Um, but in saying that, I'm posting well, I at least better. twice a week. Oh, okay. Cool. A lot of, you and what, know. And what's your favourite platform at the moment? Um, I'd have to say I've, I've gone sort of from Facebook to yeah. Instagram yeah. and back to Facebook mm -hmm. because um, I just felt with Facebook, that's where people would look to find business yeah. um, information. Whereas with Instagram, yes, but not necessarily information because you'd have to have scrolled through my posts yes. to... But then from what I'm seeing, more and more people are putting... There's, there's ways with Instagram to link 
to all to those different stuff, areas guess, yeah. and even link to like uh, your website and mm -hmm. so forth. So if I can, you know, um, get on top of, I guess, the way they all link together and still actually find, you know, that time every yeah. week to do it, I think it'd be working better for me. So who's your, who's your primary target market? Um, I'd have to say it's actually um, my students, like my high school, okay. and yeah. So, but are, are and, the gatekeepers are the gatekeepers for that the parents? So, yes. Yeah. No. So, the parents so, so the primary are, sell yes, is to your yeah. parents. Um, you know, mothers and fathers <coughs> okay. um, looking to have their children. Yep. You know, um, have extra education, okay. um, creative education. Yeah. So, um, adults I have been teaching a little bit. I hadn't done a lot of adult education, and yeah. now I am a little bit more. And that's been that's been positive, cool. but the New South Wales government bought out the services, um, the Creative Kids vouchers. Yes. So I'm actually a provider. Nice. So that's in place for another three years, yep. and that just makes my services more accessible. So the hundred dollar voucher towards any of my fees. Yep. Um, so that's that's been really positive for me. Mm. So here's another question. It's a little bit different. <laughs> So, given that we are in a small little holiday town, I know you mm. grew up in Iluka, mm. um, do you think the way you operate here would be different to than if you were in a city? Uh, I'd say yes. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think because, sorry, not like I'm going to refer back to the fact that yes, I grew up here. I think yep. I have a mentality that's probably a little bit more laid back maybe yeah. too but it's 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 you know when you're in a creative business too and you're an artist it's it's sort of important to maintain your own practice within yeah. that business and i think for me that's one of the challenges as well as is also where i i place my energy and my focus um i'm really i really love the educational side of it and that's been probably yeah. my focus um and being in somewhere like Yamba, yeah. you know, um, sorry. Hello. <laughs> so we're back. We had a little break because someone's just dropped off some artwork and it's terribly exciting. It's great to see. So what was just dropped off? I think you'd like to say. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. So a local artist, Jan Brown, yeah. just dropped off her artwork. Yeah, cool. uh, it's actually, she's a sculptor. Mm -hmm. So she's sculpting in wire. Wow. Um, so really interesting work yeah. um, but basically she was an artist who responded to one of my expressions of interest to yes. exhibit so throughout the year what I've been doing um, is actually sort of uh, group shows okay in exhibitions yep. where I sort of aim to have about 10 artists yes exhibiting at once so, so when can we see Jan's work? Okay, so uh, what I've got upcoming is an exhibition called Wings Over Water. Okay. It's actually a group exhibition, which is a um, collaborative right. um, exhibition and event. Is that here? Yes, it is. Right. And when, when is that? So that opens from next Wednesday. And am I allowed um, to come? Yes, you can, but come <laughs> to the opening night. Absolutely. On the 5th of October. Okay. Um, we're going to, I basically have an opening night event for the artists to celebrate oh, and just cool. kind of, you know, bring community together. Yep. It's really cultural. We've got some music happening. And then we'll talk about, you know, the actual... Um, we have to remind me so I can definitely plug that in our <laughs> What's Up Yamba podcast. So I've actually put that, I have put that on the Facebook page, yep. but I've also, because it's a collaborative event, yes. I actually 
it came about in um, a proposal to the hashtag 53 Islands Festival, yes, which one. is happening yep. in the area. So Clara Mann, who I met um, in the last 12 months, uh, she came to one of another opening here. Yep. So all networking sort of opportunities when you meet artists at yeah. openings, that's how it's sort of, and people in the community doing different things. She just mentioned that the 53 Islands Festival yep. is coming up and I straight away wanted to do something about the islands, the river, but also this oh, idea of cool. the environment. Yeah. So this idea from a bird's eye perspective, yes. but not necessarily that idea of just looking down at the landscape, but also that idea of like putting your, you know, yourself into, um, I guess, or, or an empathy in the artwork and a response to either bird life or or the fauna oh, in the area. Nice. So just, yeah. Well, I'm um, going to keep an eye out for that because I, yeah, I definitely want to come to the opening. 5 till 7 p.m. on the 5th of October. Don't tell me now. I'm never going to remember that. I won't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> now, um, so final thing I'm going to ask you is if mm. you could give a few tips to um, creatives in the area that want to try and monetize what they're doing, mm. what would it be? Well, I think the reality is, and this is from talking to other artists mm -hmm. that are doing similar things to me, is first thing is that you need to be able to wear a few hats. Yes. So yes, you have um, your professional, you know, area that, yep. you know, that you're actually working in. You might actually be working or subcontracting or um, employed mm -hmm. in another job. Yep. Um, and I think that that's, that's a hard one, but if it, if it can be things that are still your creative passion. So if I use the trendy talk, it's, it's keeping art as your side hustle or having the other things your side hustle so you can focus on this, at least have an opportunity to do the things you want to do. Or even keeping art your focus, yeah. but making it actually also what you do for those three or four hats yeah. like there's no reason why you can't work in that industry but find ways nice. to stay in it in different ways right. so you know i'm an educator i'm an artist but i'm also you know kind of then subcontracting in other ways and yep. and it's still you know for me it's still opportunity to be creatively thinking yes. and Very around good. people in a similar industry because when you jump out of it yeah it's harder to get back in sometimes, yep. you know, and just have that same networking and those influences and information coming at you. Mm. Uh, that That is about what your passion is, which, sure. yeah, so. Um, do artists support each other? Oh, all the or, time. Or, or they think of each other as competition? No, I think there's actually, I think it's very, very supportive. Yeah. Um, I think there is a level of always competition there. Yeah. But not to the point where I've ever found it to be negative. Okay, that's great. I yeah. think, in fact, a lot of the time it's artists supporting artists. Yeah. Um, you know, I buy often, I, you know, I shouldn't be, but I do. I actually buy artwork. No, I'm You know, and maybe yeah. I should be. I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say I shouldn't be, but I actually am yeah. someone who loves to purchase another person's artwork, nice. you know, so, and I sort of, yeah, I see it as a positive thing. Yeah. It's part of the collection. It's, it's good. <laughs> and it's good. I think Support. It's, and you're also, you know, you're, you're um, walking the talk as well in terms of supporting other people and doing all that sort of stuff. I think it's, it's, it's an important tip.
Yes. Oh, look, um, we're going to wrap it up there. I want to just thank you for, for making the time mm. um, to have a, a bit of a chit-chat. Um, really love what you're doing over here and, and, and what you're doing for the community. Um, and I'm quite excited about coming out for the 5th. Um, do you have anything else coming up before we quickly go? Uh, well, I do actually have my holiday workshops. Okay. Um, so there's quite a lot happening. Now, where can they? Where can people find out about those? So the, 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 there's actually a flyer with a timetable of, of different times and, yep. and um, information. I'm doing fabric art this this okay. holidays. So the kids, um, mainly primary. Um, there's a number of dates. Well, maybe I'll link to them in the in the podcast on notes. On Facebook as well. Oh, back to so, that. So yeah, we can do that. I actually do have a website. I'm actually only just putting it up on the website sure. this week, but okay. it's there as well. All right, we'll try and put as much of that in the show notes as we possibly can. So, Kerry, thank you. It's thank Michael you. here from the Sea Change Business Podcast, and I will look forward to talking to you guys soon. Bye now. Thanks, Michael. <laughs>